Having plenty of money can cause all kinds of obsessions and temptations. And not having money can elevate its importance and cause us to obsess on how to get more of it. So we can't forget that we're supposed to acquire money, that we're supposed to use money, but we never fall in love with it. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. First, I want to encourage you and your finances today. Because if you're having money trouble, I want you to know that there's hope for your situation. And more important, there is help for you today through the wisdom and the power of God's Word. Now, how many know there is power in the Word of God? Did you know that when Jesus was challenged and tempted by Satan, that he kept using these three words to put the devil in his place? What were they? It is written. You see, once it's written, once it's in God's Word, then that's it. So there's truth and there's power in the word, and the word shares with us truth and power in regard to our finances. So I want to share with you my favorite verses of scripture that keeps me centered and gives me perspective on all the issues that I have with money. The first scripture I want to share is a promise. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, and it goes like this, and my God will meet All your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Well, you know, when I read that, I can't help but to say hallelujah. What a promise. You know, if your heart had pockets, you would want to take this verse and put it in there and zip it up. Take it wherever you go. Because whatever we go through with money, God will meet our needs. Notice he didn't say that he might meet our needs. He didn't say he would meet some of our needs. God said he would meet all of your needs. Praise the Lord. The next verse that has meant so much to me in my life is a simple instruction. And you've heard me say it many times. It's Malachi 3 verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now, to me, this is one of the most remarkable scriptures 
in the Bible. It not only tells us what we should do, but it tells us what will happen if we do it. It's an instruction with a promise attached. And the Lord is actually daring you and I to test him and to watch him work work miracles in our financial lives. The third scripture is important because it's a warning. 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is a root of all evil. Now, why is this warning meaningful to us? It is because money has the potential to become too important in our lives. Having plenty of money can cause all kinds of obsessions and temptations. And not having money can elevate its importance and cause us to obsess on how to get more of it. So we can't forget that we're supposed to acquire money, that we're supposed to use money, but we never fall in love with it. And you might ask, well, how do I know if I love money or not? Well, the answer is usually found when confronted with the prospect of giving some of it away. How about this scripture? Acts 20, 35. The apostle Paul was in prison and he gives his friends some advice. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the word the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Did you know that Paul is the only one to document that quote from Jesus? Wouldn't you like to have heard Jesus expand on this subject a little bit more? Well, you know, he probably did. And for some reason, nobody wrote it down. But it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, let me ask you, can we really live like that? The Lord tells us that if we're givers, we can walk in his blessing. Okay, my last scripture for you is a truth, an eternal truth. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 goes like this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So simple. It sounds like it was in Proverbs, but it's not. The Apostle Paul is telling us that we are in control of our generosity. And there is an equal reaction to our action. So, is this another test for us, just like in Malachi? Yes, it absolutely is. Are you struggling with financial matters in your life this morning? I hope you'll remember these words from the Word today. And of course, there are many more good words about finances in the Bible that can comfort you, they can strengthen you, and they can give you peace and hope that God will indeed meet all your needs through Christ Jesus. Do you know that God promises rewards for you for serving Him? Coming up next, learn how God wants and expects us to live in anticipation of the good things He has planned for us. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. 
That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. We return to On the Bright Side. But first, I want to talk about giving from a perspective that is rarely talked about. And that is to ponder this question, what expectations should we have concerning our giving? Is it okay to expect anything as a result of our giving? Let me share something with you from the word. In the gospels, the Lord said, I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers, or sisters or mothers or fathers or children, our fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age and with them persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Okay. Well, it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler who, if you recall, wanted to join up with Jesus. But when faced with the decision of giving up everything, he couldn't do it. He walked away. But I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward, that all serving and giving is meant to be without expectations. Well, let me tell you something. God knows us better than that. He made us. He knows that we are creatures who desire results from our actions. And he tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of Scripture, he tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and wealth to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area of his life it would emerge. But honestly, let me ask you, with a promise like that, what would it matter? The Lord used reward and incentive to motivate his disciples all the time. He talks about it at least nine times in the Sermon on the Mount alone. So as we grow in our relationship in the Lord, it's not a selfish act to have the expectations of his blessings and his rewards. Listen, God wants us to. And expects us to live in anticipation of the good things he has planned for us. I'm going to say that again. God wants us to. 
and expects us to live in anticipation of the good things he has planned for us. The word says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. And we need to be clear that his rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done. We can't work our way into position to deserve anything from him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes you want to. It won't make a difference in the owing department because the ledger would always be so lopsided. There would be no point to it. God is a debtor to no one, but he is extravagant and his rewards are beyond compare. In the word of God, Hebrews chapter 11, well known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith and he mentions many by name, Noah, Abraham, Moses. And toward the end, this is what he says. What more can I say? I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised and shut the mouths of lions. Wait a minute. I didn't make that up. (laughs) The lions are in here. Shut the mouth of lions, quenched the fury of flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle. You see all the heroes of the faith. The ones who were challenged, who were persecuted, who went through so many trials, God gave them victories in his name while they lived in their present age. And yet, and yet, he made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while doing it. You see, when we live by faith, we can expect God's favor in our life. God's favor doesn't exempt us from trouble and trials in our life. But when we give of ourselves, when we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow. We may not know when he's going to do it. We may not know how or where it's going to happen or what area of our life it will rise up. But God is true. To his promises. So this morning, I want to encourage all of you to pursue Christ with all your heart. Remain faithful with your giving and know that God is going to bless you and live each day expecting something good to happen in Jesus' name. Will you receive that this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Victory comes at the end of a fight. As Christians, we are to be overcomers and to be victorious. Stay tuned to hear the best news of all. We don't have to fight our battles alone. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
For those times when you need a powerful, dependable light that you don't have to hold with your hands, the Nebo Tool Dual Headlamp is your all-powerful, hands-free lighting solution. The Dual Headlamp's on-off push button allows you to easily cycle through all four light modes, go from intense white light to pulsing red beacon instantly. A low signature red light mode allows for enhanced night vision and low light reading. The 250 lumen power LED mode spot beam reaches over 400 feet and a wide flood beam fully illuminates your immediate area. Tough, reliable, lightweight, and completely shockproof. The dual headlamp is perfect for those times when you need powerful, dependable, hands-free light. Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org. Mr. Johnson, a businessman from Wisconsin, said goodbye to his wife, Jean, and left on a business trip to Florida. When he arrived, he immediately sent an email message back to Jean. Unfortunately, he mistyped a letter, and the email ended up going to a Mrs. Joan Johnson, the wife of a preacher in Chicago who had just passed away. The preacher's widow took one look at the email, and she fainted. When she was revived, she was still shook up as she pointed to the email message which read, Jay, arrived safely, but sure is hot down here. <laughs> I want to talk about fighting. Fighting. Does anybody ever feel like they just go from one battle to another in your life? Does it seem like if it's not some issue with your kids, it's one with your spouse? Or maybe it's with some other family member? Are finances always a problem? Or does it seem like it's always a problem in your life? Does it seem like there's always some challenge or some person that's an obstacle for you at your place of work. I mean, isn't it true that sometimes life in general just seems like one continuous battle? And, you know, most people tend to deal with the trials and battles they face in one of two ways. Sometimes when we face a battle, we just resign our, ourselves to the fact that we're in one. We're the kind of people who would just buy that T-shirt that says, that's life. Deal with it. Some of you thought I was thinking about another t-shirt. The other way that we deal with the battle is to try to run from it or hide from it. It's like if I don't face it, maybe it will go away. But there's a third way to deal with the battle. And I believe the Word shows us that the best way and the only way to deal with the battles in our life is to fight them. And to win them. My good friend, Paul Cole, who many of you know and who heads up a global men's ministry, spoke to over a thousand men at an event in Louisiana this past weekend. I was fortunate to be there. He said something to us there that changed my thinking about battles. He said, victory comes at the end of a fight. You see, being a Christian means we don't back away from a fight. We are in a very real sense in this life to win our life. We are to be overcomers 
and to be victorious, and that means we're going to have to fight to do it. But listen, here's the best news of all. We don't have to fight our battles alone. Let me tell you a short story. It's a short story because the Bible tells the story in only a few verses in Samuel. It's about a guy named Eleazar. Eleazar was one of those guys, along with David, that stood in front of the Philistine army and taunted them. And when the Philistines started to come, all the Israelites started to run. All of them except Eleazar. And the Word says something remarkable in those few verses. It says this, But he stood his ground and struck down the Philistines, until his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. You know, I believe it. there's a reason for everything in the Word, don't you? And don't you know there was a lot more about this story that we would have liked to have heard about? But just a few verses, that's it. But maybe there's a reason. Because could it be that everything we need to know about fighting our battles was revealed to us in these few words about Eleazar. You see, Eleazar wasn't afraid of the battle because he wasn't fighting alone or he wasn't fighting for himself. It didn't matter that all his comrades ran away because he knew having the Lord with him was all that he needed. And then get this. Eleazar fought with all that was within him. Even with God on his side, he was still fierce in battle. He never stopped until the victory was his. And when it was all over, the sword and his arm had become one. They couldn't be separated. The Israelites came back and all they found was Eleazar standing over the Philistines. The sword couldn't be moved from his hand. You know, the sword in our life is God's Word and His Spirit. And when it, we, we make His Spirit a part of our life, and it can't be separated, nothing can defeat us. Nothing can defeat us. How many know that you and God are a majority? The Word says this. It says to fight, to fight the good fight of the faith. And I know that you have battles in your life, and you can probably see more coming your way. But we need to be encouraged this morning by the knowledge that victory is mine, saith the Lord. We know it's going to be a fight, but victory comes at the end of a fight. And like Eleazar, who David proclaimed as one of his mighty men, we can stand and fight the battles that seem impossible to win. Yet be victorious again and again because of the amazing, amazing grace and power and love of Jesus Christ. Can anybody say amen this morning? Can you raise your hands and say, I'll fight. I'll fight in the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. 
Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 